Welcome to another episode of Roxanne's Corner. And today we have Cindy Overholt. Hello. She is one of my closest and dearest friends, uh, just like Dietra from last week. And we are here um, speaking with her about Women's History Month and what um, and what Cindy does right now. Cindy has gone through major, major, major changes in her life, and they're so exciting. So welcome, Cindy, and I am so happy that we're, we have this time together. Yeah, I'm excited too. And we're doing this over a spot of tea. Yes. <laughs> so um, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so um, about me, um, I am a woman of a certain age. <laughs> But that doesn't stop me. Right, right. Right. So, um, I guess my journey's kind of had a lot of twists and turns. I've kind of been a chameleon in my life. And what I mean by that is, is that, um, and it's, I think especially for women, you kind of have to pivot a little bit more and you have to be able to change, right? So, um, if I talk about my career, I've done so many things, but they're all kind of related. And, and I think especially employers have struggled with my diverse background, but um, it all kind of is connected. So um, I've, one way or another, I've just been, um, people is, has been my interest, right? So I've, tra- I've been a corporate trainer. I was a personal trainer for about 20 years ago. Um, I tried to make a go at that, but my son was still young at the time. And so I was like, okay, I kind of need insurance mm-hmm. and a steady job. So. have to be an adult. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of did that for a while. Um, in high school, I was in... Um, I did a lot of sports, and I found that to be frustrating as a woman, and we can talk about that a little bit more if you'd like, but um, just trying to, to make it in a man's world, mm-hmm. right? And so most of my life, it's me struggling, pushing against the men's world, and mm-hmm. specifically the white man's world, yeah. unfortunately. So, now, it's so funny that she says that um, Cindy is white, so... You don't hear you don't hear a lot of white women say that there is a struggle in the white in a white man's corporate world. So it's refreshing to to hear at least one that says that. So when you're in this world, um, how do you deal with it? I mean, is it blatant or is oh, it? It's totally blatant. What have, have they said anything to you, or is it has or yes. has microaggressions? Well, it's both. So um, early on in my career, I was working for a, a telephony company, a big telephony company, and I interviewed for a supervisor role. And it was like a frontline supervisor position. It wasn't a, um, a too far of a step from where I was, right? And I interviewed with this gentleman who was maybe a couple of years older than me. And um, had the interview, I thought it went well. But then after that interview, he, uh, after a few days, he took me aside and he said, so um, you just, how did he put it? It was something to the effect of, you just need, you're not old enough. Hmm. What's that supposed to mean? 
that's what I asked him. What does that mean? Well, you know, you just, you don't have that much experience. You're too young. And we really wanted somebody with more experience, a.k.a. a white guy, because mm-hmm. that's who got the job. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it turns out that guy didn't have any more experience than me. Mm-hmm. So it was more about, at that time, not wanting to hire a woman. Mm-hmm. And there weren't that many women who were in that kind of manager role. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, that's your excuse. And I was just really kind of mad and I got, I was a little bit flip with him, but it just gets frustrating. It's like, um, I'm just a couple of years younger than right, you. Right. And then he just kind of looked at me and didn't know what to say, right? Um, so I, stuff like that really was irritating. Um, I had another situation where <laughs> I had a, and women, Mm-hmm. are really as bad too. Yeah. I'm glad things are. are getting better. Yeah. But so this particular instance was very humiliating and I had on a skirt and they swore the skirt was too short. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I rocked the skirt by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway They were just um, hating on you. I know. <laughs> so male supervisor, um, hey, uh, we think your skirt's too short. Um, and so I need to measure. So I need you to get on your knees and you I'm going to measure the shirt, the skirt. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm not going to get on my knees. So he basically, um, threatened me if I didn't get on my knees so he could measure my skirt. Wow. So what happened after that? He measured my skirt and it wasn't too short. Oh my God. Did you report him? Because what were they going to do, right? Again, it's like, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's my fault, even though I was within guidelines. Wow. Wow. So you talked about earlier about being in sports as a young woman. Um, Looking back then and looking at women in sports now, how... Huge difference. It kind of makes me sad in a way because I wish mm-hmm. I was growing up today where I could actually have good coaches. Nobody wanted to coach girls' sports. No one cared, right? Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that people care about women's sports. Uh, there's an investment, and it just keeps getting better and better. And if you look at, <clears throat> excuse me, the women's soccer team that just yes. recently won in the they even have to fight for rights yeah. because they're not getting paid what a male soccer player gets paid and they're better. And what's so crazy is that just the other day you see a article from the U.S. Uh, soccer Association, whatever they're, they're called, and they said that men work harder than women and so they don't deserve equal pay. Are you serious? What do you mean we don't work harder? We have to work harder because of the way our bodies are made and, and what we have to do to get in shape. You know, it's not that easy running up and down a, a soccer field or any type of court with boobs, with boobs carrying what we carry. And you when know? you're on your period yes. and, and yes. you don't really feel like running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, you just saw it, it was mainly the parents came to the uh, sporting events, women's mm-hmm. sporting, girls sporting events and not, um, anybody else really and and so that was kind of frustrating nobody really cared about it Mm -hmm. um 
but even you know it's just constantly having to um, even in business it was me having to work twice I felt like twice as hard as men to make a point and even today in the, my past um, there was a gentleman who was like my peer and I would say something they wouldn't necessarily listen to what I had to say the guy spoke up said the exact literally the exact same thing I did and everybody's like oh yeah that's a great idea and I kind of got tired of that and I'm sure people labeled me as a bitch mm-hmm. right but I don't care um and I said well that's funny because I just said that two minutes ago mm-hmm. and nobody responded mm-hmm. I go through that now even me being in management as long as I have, and especially in the field of um, call center, technology, load balancing, and trying to figure out phone systems, and I would bring up some topics, and I wouldn't be listened to. And then three weeks later on a, con- on a conference call, oh, we have to figure out this, oh, we have to figure out that. Okay, if you go back to the notes, I said this, and yeah. what happened? Yeah. Oh, well, um, it didn't come up back then. Yes, it okay. did. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yeah, and and honestly, I had, you know, you and I worked together, um, and I had a lot of that where um, I would make suggestions mm-hmm. and wasn't listened to until somebody else brought up the same thing that was yeah. male, yeah. and then suddenly it was a great idea. Mm-hmm. So even though I think it's getting better, um, there's still a long road ahead. Sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I wonder if it's getting better due to the political climate that we're in, because there aren't a lot of uh, women in power anymore, or there's a lack of diversity to speak to that head. Like, okay, you need to have this going on, you need to have that going on. Whereas um, companies are taking more responsibility, but it just seems like we're going a little bit backwards. And, and that's possible. Um, not to talk about politics, but okay. I'm yes, yes, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about it all. <laughs> Full disclosure: I'm married to a very wonderful man, but I get very frustrated with white men. Mm-hmm. Just to be perfectly honest. Yeah. But um, I think what's happening is white males are starting to feel some sort of I'm not important kind mm-hmm. of a thing, mm-hmm. and so I think that's why there's this weird pushback. Yeah. Um, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it it is totally ridiculous because if you look at every structure, every power structure, most power structures, who's at the top? Who's making the decisions? Yep. Well, so let's, let's kind of take a step back and talk about leadership. And that's kind of where I was going. And as far as the career, my career moves is always me trying to be a leader, right? And if you think about what's a leader versus what's a people manager, right? Mm -hmm. Leaders create vision, and then they step out of the way and let people um, do their jobs, right, or whatever it is. And so if you think about the current leader that we have in the White House. In in loose air quotes. Yes. Just saying. Sorry. Um, (laughs) That gentleman is not a leader. Mm -hmm. Um, He expects people to... um, follow him he expects people to um praise him and that's what i used to see in the business world right is you had to quote unquote suck up to the boss right if you wanted anything to go anywhere um 
and that that was starting to pivot and shift mm -hmm. um, and I still think it is the company that I just left um, there is a, a more and more women and they keep talking about women in, in um, diversity and they're really kind of trying to get more and more women in leadership roles and, and that was very evident um, one of the very senior um, IT um, uh, managers is a, a woman so and um, a CIO so she was like a security officer chief security officer somebody that I know and they put her into that role and very capable mm -hmm. of, of performing that right mm -hmm. so it wasn't just a you're a woman I'm gonna put right. you in here so right. um, I, I think some of that is happening it's just incredibly slow yeah yeah, it's, it's very slow. And it really depends on the leadership mm -hmm. and if there is any. Yeah, and you have to really, like when I look at different companies, when I'm on a hunt for change for myself, I look at the, the hierarchy of leadership yeah. to see if I'm represented, whether it be me being a woman or a black woman yeah. or um, the same beliefs or... Is there something different about that person that right. can really cast a great vision for me to follow? Right. Because if you don't have that, then what are you going to work for? Exactly. You have to, even though you're working for a check and to pay your bills, you still have to feel good when you're walking in and out of that door. Right. And I think if companies aren't seeking out diverse populations for their employment, they're, they're so, sorely mistaken. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is, is that regardless of what organization you're in, if there's no, not a level of diversity, mm -hmm. you won't succeed over time. Exactly. And, and, of course, if you think about diversity and what it means in an organization, it means that um, do you have women? Do you have people of different ethnic backgrounds, mm -hmm. right? Different mm -hmm. religious backgrounds. You want all the different backgrounds, yeah. right? You do. Is everybody from one borough in New York, mm -hmm. or there is people from all over, you know, yeah. Queens, and you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like living in the country gives you a different perspective than living yes. in the city. So Absolutely. all those things matter, mm -hmm. um, and so you should be looking for things like people like that and mm -hmm. backgrounds like that to make yourself successful, and then hire those people and give let them do their jobs. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of why I mentioned the, the man currently in the White House is that he hires pe good people, but he doesn't let them do think. Yeah. They don't, he doesn't let them do their job. That's not leadership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we're not given a great example right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think I'm hoping that things will shift, will pivot again, and yeah. we'll get somebody who actually allows people to, to do their jobs. And then I think we'll start seeing that pendulum back again. I hope so. I hope so. I hope for the future generation um, that the people who are looking and the children that are looking and watching, because all of this stuff affects the children. Yeah. Um, and you can tell the difference in our kids um, in high school, the stories of bullying, the stories of suicide and things like, like I'm not worth anything because of what they see. Yeah. Um, and it's not a good thing right now. It isn't. It's really kind of sad. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, like I said, I think we're making inroads. I was talking to an um, opt ophthalmologist, mm -hmm. and I said, so you're the, like the third woman um, 
that's been here as a um, student teacher, a student uh, physician. And I'm like, so that's kind of interesting. And she said, so the, in medical fields, mm-hmm. there are now more women entering medical fields than men. Oh, that's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. So I was really encouraged to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that women don't become men physicians. Absolutely. And can you explain what that means? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, you become a physician, you're likely taught by a male professor. Not always, but likely, because that's who we have out there who have experience, right? And so you're going to be taught from a male's perspective. Now, you can take that and say, yes, I'm going to have male mm-hmm. um, uh, patients, yeah. but I, I'm going to have a lot more female patients because there's still more women than men in this mm-hmm. world. So, am I going to look at a woman from the male perspective that I, was, that I learned in mm-hmm. college, or I'm going to look at this from a female's perspective? Mm-hmm. Now, I've had some female positions physicians who were very male in Uh, their thinking about things and I think great you're getting that but now you have to think about I'm a woman caring for a woman and women's needs need to be in my forefront instead of thinking male treating a woman right right and so where you see that is for example in OBGYN mm-hmm. you could you say oh doctor this is happening and yeah. they can brush you off yeah or oh my gosh yeah you can think like a woman and say oh my god yes yeah what could be going on if I was going if I were going if through I this, were going through this which what I would I check? relate yes right yeah so start relating yourself as a woman and not as a male taught physician yeah is what I mean. I've, I've been through that before. Oh, don't want to think about it. Don't want to think about it. So I've, I had two <clears throat> female OBGYNs. One was very much female-centric, mm-hmm. and the other one wasn't. It was very evident. Mm. In your care? Yes. And do you, of course, you felt more comfortable with the, with the female th- physician. What happened with that relationship with the male physician? Did he understand where he may have um, taken his missteps in in your care? Um, no, because again, I, I'm just being honest. I think men are kind of arrogant, especially male physicians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they they think they know everything. Like for example, myself, I went through the same thing. Uh, what has it been? Three years? It's been two years. When I had that blood clot thing going on, and the doctor would not listen, like, okay, I'm giving you what you need. You need to go go ahead and, and just live with it. No, I can't live with going through this every freaking day. This yeah. is not this is not great. And when I was in the hospital, he didn't even say, "Hey, right. are you okay?" Right. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Now we're not here to bash men. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's a lot of terrific men, but. <laughs> These are just things that these are experiences that we've gone through as women and it leads a and it leads through to Women's History Month and to talk about where we've been and to where we where we're where, where we are now. Yeah. And then where we're going. So where are you now? What are you doing now? Oh wow. So um I was working for a large corporation, a large insurance company, and when it's been about two and a half years ago, 
my manager and I, both women, mm-hmm. um, we were chatting. It's like, what? I think we're going to find ourselves in some trouble from an employment perspective, right? Because we had to start making some decisions on where we were going to, um, what department we we're going to put ourselves into. And, and we decided to put ourselves in this uh, organization um, from an org chart perspective. And I said to her, you know, if we put ourselves over here, we're going to work ourselves out of a job. And um, essentially that's what happened, right? And, you know, I did the, oh, I'm going to look for another job kind of thing for a while, but it really wasn't in my heart of hearts. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do it again, right? I didn't want to do what I was doing. And so my husband and I chatted and he's an incredibly supportive man. And I said, so what's in my heart of hearts is fitness, lifestyle coaching, nutrition coaching, all of those type of things, right? That's something that as long as you've known me, mm-hmm. know to be true about me, right? Yes. I mean, how yes. many people used to come to me and say, Cindy, what can yes. I do here yeah. from a nutrition perspective? Mm-hmm. So, um, definitely in my heart of hearts is something that I've gravitated towards. Um, so, I'm pursuing that, okay. finally. So, what that means is I'm, I'm currently, I used, like I said earlier, I used to be a certified personal trainer. Well, I'm taking that a little step further, and I'm actually um, studying right now to be a Pilates instructor, and that seems like, oh, no big deal. There's over 500 hours um, of instruction time that you have to complete in order to be a Pilates instructor, and that doesn't even get you certified. Mm -hmm. That just means that the the folks who sponsor me for that Mm -hmm. uh, will allow me to to work in their studio. That's a great relationship to build. Yeah, it is. Um, so I'm working on that. I'm getting closer. I have what they call a test out at the end of this month. And if they like the, the choreographed workout, Mm -hmm. then they'll allow me to start apprenticing in their studios. And then over time, they'll cut me loose and Mm -hmm. then I'll be a full-fledged employee. And when that happens, then they'll open up, um, the test so I can get certified as a Pilates instructor. After I do that, I'm also working on um, this other exercise um, called TRX. Mm-hmm. It's really relatively new from the perspective of it hasn't been around that long. It was developed by a uh, Navy SEAL mm-hmm. that he used, uh, he and his troops used when they were deployed to help mm-hmm. keep them strong. And it's really a non-jarring, just like Pilates, it's a non-jarring exercise and you can get super ripped okay. um, using these goofy looking straps. Okay. Um, Sorry, TRX, I didn't mean to call it. Sponsor! <laughs> so, but people get perplexed by it. It's like, mm-hmm. I can get fit with this, mm-hmm. right? But oh my gosh, it's just an incredible workout, just like yeah. Pilates. I've been watching Cindy through this uh, transformation, and she is, she's banging, she's banging. <laughs> so she's changed a lot um, physically over the past probably, what, six to eight months? Yeah. Um, now, Cindy's never been uh, been fat or anything. She's a little thickums, 
But um, that's just the black in her. <laughs> but she is really slimmed and toned and healthy. I've never seen her happier um, at the state that she's in. And that's what happens when you know what your passion, your purpose, and you're act- actually living it out. Yeah. So that's an awesome thing. Yeah, it is awesome. And um, so I'll get. I'll finish the Pilates journey and I'll start teaching folks. Um, and by the way, um, Club Pilates is where I'm teaching. Shout out to Club Pilates. Yay, Club awesome. Pilates. Sponsor. Awesome <laughs> organization as is TRX. And the cool thing is, is that Pilates does have TRX equipment. And so okay. there are what they call suspension training. So I'm kind of stoked about being able to teach that class. And I have some ideas that I'd like to follow with that. Um, so I've got that. Then once I finish that, I'll recertify as a personal trainer. I'm going to get my, re-up my uh, nutrition certification. So I've got that to do. So I have a lot of um, hoops to jump, but mm-hmm. one step at a time, right? Yeah. So uh, being a woman of a certain age, you have been... <laughs> You're a mom, you're a wife, you're a bubby. <laughs> yes. What that means is she's a grandma. Um, and you have basically changed your life into leaving corporate America to, mm-hmm. to basically being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So you're, you're, it's like a circle. It is. How does that feel? It's great. And, and I, I think if I were my younger self, I would tell myself, follow your passion. Are you going to cry? No. Okay, great. Follow your passion. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to cry? No, no, no. Don't cry. Don't cry because I'm going to (laughs) cry. Follow your passion. And I think that would be my advice to any woman, regardless of what people tell you to do. Follow your passion. So take a few steps back to high school, right, where I was that athlete. What I really wanted to do was go to school for exercise physiology. And I was told at that time, oh, there's no money in that. You don't want to do that. And so now, you know, years later, I've got my MBA. I've got all these other certifications, business certifications. And I'm not going to poo-poo my business career. I learned a lot. Yeah. But I'm thinking, gosh, if I had not listened to that person, because again, I was super rebellious. Why I listened mm-hmm. to that one person is yeah. beyond me. But if I had gone to school for what I really wanted to do, I I think I'd be in a different mm-hmm. place, right? I think we all would. I don't think a lot of us would be sitting in corporate America, um, listening to someone else, not not poo pooing on corporate America no. because it teaches you a lot yes. when you're trying to go out on your own and do your own thing. It teaches you how to deal with people. It teaches you customer service. It teaches you discipline, um, how, how to get stuff done on time, give feedback, get feedback, right. you know, and all of these things. How to work with how to work with population. Yes. How to <laughs> deal with people. people. <laughs> yeah. How not to cuss them out when they really make you <laughs> feel, feel a certain way, you know? It just... it. it being in corporate America is beneficial, but it's nothing like doing something on your own yeah. that you're truly passionate about. Yeah. So I think my advice to anybody, regardless of where they are, mm-hmm. is to, it's like, what the heck am I, what really gets me up? Mm-hmm. What makes me happy? Yeah. Um, and follow that and mm-hmm. figure out how to make it work for you. Yeah. Um, 
fortunately it's working for me now 20 years ago it didn't really work for me um the world was different but that said did I pursue all my options Mm. or did I talk myself into doing something else because I got scared yeah yeah no fear yeah no fear yeah that's amazing yeah so are you scared of anything now no which is interesting and I one could argue it's because I have a safety net but but you never know that safety net that safety net may fall yeah you know but you know what I don't care I'm gonna Mm -hmm. do it Mm -hmm. um so that's exciting. Yeah. And and I think to, you know, if you hear some of the even some of the women that are out there now that, you know, like Michelle Obama, um, even though she was married to an incredibly sex successful man. Were you that about to call my baby daddy uh <laughs> sexy? <laughs> no, sexy. <laughs> incredibly successful oh, man. Yeah, okay, okay. She is her own. That's where women need to go, and I, and a lot of women, it's so funny they they're afraid of that. Um, they're afraid to be their own person, and you can be your own person and still be in a relationship. Absolutely, your life can't be defined by somebody else. Mm-hmm. You have to shine on your own, and, yeah. and whatever that is, right? And if whether you're an artist or you're a stay-at-home mom or whatever it is, yeah. whatever your passion is, is pursue it and be your own person. Now, Michelle Obama is a very influential woman. Do you have any women in your life or or any women that you looked up to or were influential in your life growing up or where you are now? Um. <laughs> so, Mother Teresa. Mm. Was always somebody that I looked up to, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. She was so, and I think it's because she was selfless, but she was so powerful mm. at the same time. Yeah, really interesting person. Mm. Um, so also <laughs> uh, Diana, Princess Diana. Yeah. Okay. Again, she kind of allowed people to kind of push her down and she got to the point where I'm not gonna take it anymore and she rose above all that it's unfortunate what Mm -hmm. happened to her because I think she was just beginning to to soar yeah um so that's that's kind of sad but again she was selfless but I think a very uh prime example of leadership I, I love Michelle Obama I think she's awesome prime example of leadership um, so yeah, I mean, several women, of course, my mom, she mm-hmm. was always a career woman and, um, and she made a career without having to go to college. Right. Mm-hmm. But that was the time mm-hmm. yeah. where you could do yeah. that. You can't do that anymore yeah. for the most part, but, um, definitely her, um, and my, both of my grandmothers were very strong, um, independent thinking women. They were the bosses of the family. If your grandmothers were to see you now, what would they say? I don't know. I think they would be proud of me. Mm -hmm. Cool. I think. (laughs) I'm proud.
proud of you, even if they're not, even if they're going to say, Cindy, what are, what's that machine you're working on? What's, what's, what's that? Grandma, it's a reformer. Well, what are you trying to reform? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. I just wish, and, I, and I'm, I'm very hopeful for the future that... A, we can vote a woman in mm-hmm. the White House. Yeah. Um, Do you think America's really ready? You know, it's really a shame. I don't think they are because I hear. So I was listening to NPR, mm-hmm. and it was before uh, Super Tuesday, and there they had people call in and say, "Who are you going to vote for and why?" I can't tell you the number of people. Obviously, I wasn't counting, but the number of people that called in and said, "I love Elizabeth Warren." But I don't think she can beat the guy in the office today. Mm-hmm. And I have to vote for somebody who I know is going to mm-hmm. beat the person mm-hmm. in the White House today. How sad is that? Yeah. That goes back to speaking to the times that we are in. Well, where where but things have changed, it, but have they Hillary, really changed? Hillary, Rodham, Clinton, she won. She did. Just However, exactly. Exactly. So that goes back to, well, we hadn't even talked about this yet, but our power at the polls as women. Um, but it, it boils down to likability. And that's, mm-hmm. again, it's women. They wanted to talk about her outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Her hair. Yeah. We're I'm not like, always going to really? be in, in heels and a mini skirt like, and a dress. Who yeah. cares about that? Who cares? We're just here to work. I want to work. Yeah. I want to make this country great. Mm-hmm. I don't care about what my leisure suit looks yeah. like. Right? Yeah. And you weren't that cute anyway. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't about that. Right? right. It wasn't about that. And it's like, what can she do for the country? Because mm-hmm. that's what they think about men. Yes. They don't think about yes. their likability. If they if they voted for likability, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have the president we have today. I agree. I but agree. they do for women. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a clear dub, double standard. But women do that to women, and I'm just like, women, yes, wake up. We do. We need to support each other. Mm-hmm. I agree. Don't I be agree. so judgy. Why are we judgy? I don't know. I I have my suspicion. What's your suspicion? Well, it kind of goes back to mating. Shut up! No! Listen. Okay, okay. This is my theory. Okay, what's your theory? I think because women competing for other men. Right? Yeah. So if if we're competing for that mate, right? We mm-hmm. have to look a certain way and be a certain way yes. and act a certain way. Yeah. We don't want this other woman taking that man. Right? Yeah, yeah. And there's more women than men anyway. Yes. So the, the pool is kind of shallow. Yeah. And so now we have to fight to get mm-hmm. that dude. Mm-hmm. That's not really worth anything. So here... <laughs> Just saying. Here we are. And it's like okay. this thing that's kind of, I think, in our brains that we have to compete. But She's not pretty <clears throat> enough. She, she looks stupid in that dress. She... Look at her hair. Look at her makeup. Yeah. Look at this. It's like yeah. they pick apart somebody because they're not good enough. Yeah. Or they're not uh, to a certain standard. Which is what you think should be. Yeah. I remember on Facebook this thing about this woman. Deplorable, nonetheless. But about this woman who was hooked on drugs. Mm-hmm. And she sold her 
daughter to the drug dealer to get drugs. I saw that, but I wouldn't watch it. Um, deplorable, right? Mm-hmm. They ripped that girl. It's just ridiculous. I'm like, I'm not saying what she did was wrong and disgusting. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is that if you are in the place she is in, how about giving her some compassion? Right, right. And okay, <clears throat> you thought I said you need to go out and kill your own child. Mm-hmm. People were ripping me mm-hmm. for saying that. And I'm like, whatever, people. Facebook is is not where you want to have a debate because it's everybody like, thinks they're right. That it doesn't upset me, but it just shows you the state of mind for mm-hmm. women. Yeah. But let's turn those tables. Would they have done that if it was a man? They would have forgiveness. Yes. Forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They need to forgive because that mm-hmm. poor man, he's going through some things. And, and he didn't know he wasn't in his right mind. Okay. See what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. Yeah. So what does Women's History Month mean to you? So a couple of things. One, it makes me sad that women have to have a Women's History Month. Just like having Black History Month, it yeah. makes me sad. It's the shortest month of the year. Yeah. <laughs> At least we got 31 days. Y'all got that. We have 31 days, so I have two months to get it all in. I'm black and I'm a woman, so all the, all the rest of the months, I'm out of here. I don't know what's going to happen to me. <laughs> so, you know, if you think about all the things that women have done, like, um, uh, hopefully I'm going to say this correctly. I think it was Madame Curry who invented um, uh, penicillin. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think about women throughout history and all the thing, remarkable things that they have done. Um, Amelia Earhart. Um, all the things that we've proved that some dude said we couldn't do right. it. And we said, yes, we can. Yeah. And so just think about that. Saying yes, we can. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. And then, but then, what makes me sad is this morning on Good Morning America, there was that they showed that little four-year-old girl that said, oh, "I'm ugly." Yeah, she was, she was getting her hair done. I haven't watched that full video yet, but I've seen so many on my timeline, and I'm like, oh gosh, here we go again. Because I've been in that position where I'm like, even in my natural hair state right now, because you know when I walked in, you were like, "Let me see your hair." I'm like, no, it's not even done right now. Who cares? But who cares? You've been around me for a long time, and you've seen me with long hair. You've seen me with zero hair. You've seen me with different colored hair. But you still are self-conscious about what your appearance is based off of what someone else has told you your value is. I know, but, you know, dudes don't do that. No, they don't. I mean, well, some do, some do but, but for the most part, yeah, guys are like, yeah, you know, F you. Yeah, yeah. and um, they can have beer bellies with no problem. They don't have to go to the gym. And, and... just look at TV. So mm-hmm. you have some doofus, fat dude <laughs> married to a model, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do they do that the other way around? No. No. No, a lot of men are not proud to be with the non-size eight. And it makes it hard for a woman who is plus size to date or to marry. They, for some. Yeah. Everybody doesn't have the same experience. However, the majority, I would say, 
has that experience, unfortunately. It is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that kind of goes back to we need to love who we are. And, mm-hmm. and I've, that's easy for me to say because, not easy for me to say because I've struggled with my own image, mm-hmm. right? I think how many times have I said to you, oh my God, I'm so fat. Right. Or, and you look at me like, I'm going to bitch slap you right now. <laughs> yes. And where does it get us? No, it doesn't get you anywhere. It pushes us down. Mm -hmm. It makes us very unhealthy. Yeah. Mentally and physically. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, why should I go exercise? Because Mm -hmm. it's not going to do anything. And Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go home and eat a donut. Listen, were you in my car today? (laughs) Because that's what happened to me today. (laughs) Only because my stupid Fitbit reminded me, oh, you're, it's that time. I'm like, uh, okay, all right. I don't want to be reminded that this that it's that time. But your hormones are like, uh, you need to do something about this, ma'am. Yeah. But you have to learn not to give in to your cravings. But I didn't learn that today. I gave in to my craving. You know, sometimes that's just okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we need to love ourselves for doing that. Yeah. And I love myself right in the car <laughs> while I was listening to... <laughs> MSNBC eating my caramel cinnamon donut on the way. Oh my gosh, let me tell you. We are one day when you're not working out and you ha- can have a cheat day, we're going to go to Rise and Roll Bakery in Fishers, Indiana. Okay. We're only going to have one. Actually, we're going to split the one. We're not going to eat a whole one because they're addictive. They're okay. really, really, really good. Really good. I'm in. Okay. Um, All right. I can eat a donut. <laughs> One donut. One donut. One donut. <laughs> so, Cindy, is there anything that you would like to share with the audience that, to help them? Because I think most of my audience is women. Yeah. Um, there are going to be a couple of, of guys that listen to it, but to the women who are listening um, to this podcast, what would you say to them? from a woman of a certain age perspective? Um, so, follow your dreams. Be a leader. Uplift other women. Don't judge, right? Because mm-hmm. we're all in a different place in a different time and in a different mindset. So we have to be able to see people where they are. Um, and really just do things that help other women mm. right mm-hmm. so but what is that yeah and what I think that? that has to be what you mm-hmm. decide so you know I said all these things I'm going to do but one of the things that once I get through all that that I really want to do is I want to get more involved in like places like dress for success mm-hmm. and um there's like a women's uh, shelter uh, for battered women on 38th Street mm-hmm. um, near Meridian Street. So there's these places where I, I really want to put my money where my mouth is and volunteer for those places. And I'm hoping that all of my skill sets, all the things that I've learned um, through corporate America or, you know, doing this and help kind of lifestyle coach people and I'm hoping that I have that opportunity to, to kind of give back but I think as women we need to figure out how we can make our communities better mm-hmm. 
and really focus <clears throat> on, on women. I'd love to start a, um, a fund for scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to figure out how to do that where disadvantaged girls can get scholarships because they want to go to college and they don't know how to get there. Yeah. Those are some lofty goals, and thank you for... Um, sharing those mess, sharing that message to the, with the audience. I'm sure that someone, whomever is listening, took away some wonderful things from our conversation. I hope so. And those nuggets that you gave at the end. I hope so. Yes, they will. They will. So if you have any feedback for Roxanne's Corner or you would like to join me in a podcast, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to me through Gmail at Roxanne's Corner. R-O-X-A-N-N-E-S-K-O-R-N-E-R at gmail.com. And I I use that name through all of the social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm not on Twitter, so don't don't tweet me because I'm not going to tweet back. So again, that's R-O-X-A-N-N-E-S corner, K-O-R-N-E-R at gmail.com. And that's on Facebook and Instagram. So... Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk soon. See you later. Bye. Hi, Dawn. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Good. I want to welcome you to Roxanne's Corner. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here with you today. You are so welcome. I appreciate you um, taking the time out to do this with me today um, on a wonderful Friday the 13th. Yes, yes. (laughs) It seems like everything is going on around us. Oh, lots of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. That's okay. Right, right. God's got us. Exactly, exactly. So today with me... um, for one of my podcasts for Women's History Month, I have the CEO of 2911 Media and creator of Lord 365, Ms. Dawn Jordan Jones. And um, Dawn is going to tell us about herself and what she's up to um, these days and all of the changes that have gone on in her life. Um, if you understand uh, the la- if you have heard the last two podcasts, it's all been about change and women's impact and empowerment. That you can do anything that you set your mind to, and it doesn't matter what stage of life that you're in. So, Dawn, if you can just grace us with um, with a little bio about yourself and and your journey to now, how did you get? Well, um, I, I would love to do that. Uh, give a little bit of my background. Uh, I was um, been working since I was 15. Um, started back in radio in 1990 and was in radio on the sales side and sales and marketing side for about 23 years. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Had a great career, a very successful career, award-winning career, and was fortunate to work with companies like um, Sam's, uh, Walmart, Walgreens, um, Procter and Gamble, State Farm, uh, and really um, had some really really great times then. Uh, from that, and I actually also actually started some event management work. And um, when I was in Peoria, I'm originally from Peoria, Illinois, mm. uh, worked 
did that um, in working with one of the organizations that I served. I was actually a founder of the precursor of the Black Chamber in Peoria. Mm-hmm. Did that, and then when I went to uh, moved to North Carolina, and once I got out there, was working at. Um, if you know anything about radio, everybody gets up every three years and then moves to another station. It just seems mm-hmm. like that. And then after 12 years, you're back where you started. And that's kind of what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I was fortunate to um, serve uh, at a station in Raleigh, then um, moved to another station in Raleigh to follow the gentleman that had recruited me there. Then I was able to go to Fayetteville and was a manager there. While I was there, they created a position that was around um, event management, but more sponsorship sales. And then I came back to Raleigh to work at the original station I was at, and they created a position for me there to do that as well. So I'm very passionate about event management. Um, just thoroughly enjoy it. I like the nuts and bolts of it. Um, due to some family, uh, a family situation when my sister was ill, uh, wanted to come home um, or come back or get closer to her where she was because she was raising two teenage daughters. And so I tr- was able to transfer within the company to Indianapolis, which is where I've been here for 11 years. Uh, fast forward, um, left the career in radio, still was in sales until um, about four years ago, four and a half years ago. Uh, I had this epiphany um, due to a life situation, a change. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm the one mm-hmm. people always come to to make this flyer pretty. Can mm-hmm. you do this? Can you do that? And I was just like, wait a minute. And so, you know, years and years and years ago, it was I was doing something and making it look presentable on word in Word. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to um, PowerPoint, and then um, started working and doing things in Photoshop, and now work in Photoshop and a little bit in InDesign, and also started did my first website in 2001 for my church home in North Carolina. So I thought, wait a minute, I can get paid for this because other people are getting paid for it. So that's when, that was when I launched 2911 Media and uh, have been in the process of slowly building that, was still working full time until last September. And I, in my head, I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to retire at the end in December of 2020. Mm. But God had a different uh, plan and he had told me December 2019 and I didn't listen mm. and <laughs> yeah. so I was just going about my business and then uh, September came and there was a reduction of workforce at um, the company I was working at and so that was that so uh, I was like well I guess this is time so since September I've been full-time in my business growing it um, presently going through some rebranding Mm-hmm. Um, and thoroughly enjoying it. I have had more fun and uh, traveled more mm-hmm. in the last six months. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, every time I look at your Facebook page, I'm like, where is she at now? <laughs> right. Um, I, I was because I, I've just, uh, I've, I've kind of just said, okay, God, use me. And mm-hmm. so he's opening doors and surrounding me with just a great tribe of women. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so grateful that are helping me to, in, in my own strength, I would have been scared to walk this entrepreneur job, you know, cause I've always had a job. Always yeah. had a job. Yeah. I think working that's for somebody. how we all are. We right. all are working for someone instead of working for ourselves because right. I, I don't know about for you, but I was always taught 
you better have a job, you better have yep. benefits, and you better yep. have a 401k or pension. Yep. And yep. you better be able to take care of yourself just in case something happens. Right, right. And so um, had it not been for this tribe of women that um, I was blessed with in December of 2018, I, I'm i not sure I would have the strength to do what I'm doing now mm-hmm. or the confidence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are times that I'm like, I'm not sure what's going to happen next, but I'm I'm trusting that every time I make a step in the right direction, the next two steps, you know, appear to me and I know what I'm supposed to do. So having a lot of fun. Um, the freedom is amazing. I, I was talking to my dad and another real good friend. They're like, you know, because I, I keep getting job opportunities. People find mm-hmm. out, oh, she's available and they're coming at me. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. No, not so much. No. You know, and yeah. I said, well, let's, I, I, what I do is I entertain every conversation mm-hmm. just to see if it may be the silver bullet or the one thing that will mesh with what I'm currently doing. Mm-hmm. And if it isn't, then we say, you know what? Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but, um, you know, there's some things I just won't do. Yeah. You're gracious um, in that. No. Yeah. Yeah. So that's <laughs> so gracious for them, but no, I don't mm-hmm. want to sell insurance. Um, but <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm really excited about where the company's going. Um, and, and essentially to say a little bit about what I do, I do, I am a brand activation strategist. So essentially what I do is, is work with companies to enhance their brand in the marketplace. If they don't have one, we create it. And mm-hmm. um, if they already have one, we elevate it. So those are things that I do. And then what we do is get it activated in the marketplace, whether it be through a website, through uh, online um, online media, um, through social media, through um, podcasts or different things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, then um, if we need to do events or create an event to draw more attention, then those are things that we do. So, so going back to uh, the name of your, of your company, 2911 Media, can you explain what that means? Sure, sure. Um, I will, actually, the funny part is, I'll tell you how it happened. It just came to me. I was at my other previous job, and it came to me, and I jotted it down on a sheet of paper and circled it, and then went back to work that day. And then later on that week, um, I had actually been working as a subsidiary of, a, of uh, another person's company doing the marketing, mm-hmm. and that um, partnership ended, and there I had my name. And it was like I got that on Monday and Friday. I, I kid you not, at Friday, maybe the first thing Saturday morning, I'm up buying the domain name. Um, wow. 2911 Media, the 2911 is the ch- um, chapter and verse of my favorite scripture, which is Jeremiah 2911. And it is a scripture that I adopted when I moved here from North Carolina to Indianapolis. It was essentially, I was making a faith move. Mm-hmm. The job situation worked out. Everything worked out very smoothly. But the only person I knew here was my sister and her two daughters. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think there might've had a, one or two other friends here. That I was aware of. Well, actually, my oldest friend from kindergarten, um, he is here as well. Um, so we've known each other since I was six. So he is here as well. Uh, so, you know, it really was making, you know, a, it was a faith move. But uh, that is the scripture that has held me through, um, you know, three layoffs mm. up to now. Um, through um, ending of, you know, marriage and other relationships through my mother's 
passing as well. It's just knowing that God has a plan for me and it's to prosper me Absolutely. and it's to give me hope in a future. And so I hate whenever I'm feeling some kind of way about something, which doesn't happen that often. <laughs> um, now it doesn't because I've just had a major, sh- I, my, my mindset has shifted mm-hmm. and um, I don't really have it. But when, when I have those days, or, or those minutes. I don't even have days, just those minutes or seconds. I, that's the scripture I always hang on to. That's awesome. Um, do you have any influential women that are around you or that have come um, before you, any famous women that have really uh, stuck out to you to say, I want to be like her or let me follow her path to help me get to where I want to be? Well, it's funny you should say that. Uh, <laughs> there are um, there are a few, and what's ironic is the, these are women that um, are in my circle. Uh, they're known within their circle, and their following is pretty substantial. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say they're like an Oprah yeah. famous, yeah. Uh, but um, and there are three that I can name just right off the top of my head, and I'm not counting like my grandmother and my mother mm-hmm. who were just rocks and really showed me, hey, this is how you do it. Um, but um, the uh, first one would be D. Marshall, and I served with her ministry, which is Girlfriends Pray, mm-hmm. for seven years. Um, as um, started out doing social media, and then actually was just doing a lot of operations, and then I was doing the back end of her. Um, they had like a life camp, like a life coaching. Uh, and the one thing, um, their platform is just to draw more women closer to God through prayer. So that's their focus. They do prayer calls every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. in the morning. And uh, But what they um, also did was the back end of the life camp was to help women grow their personal, you know, grow their faith, but also their spiritual, you know, to have personal growth, but spiritual development. Mm -hmm. And even though I was working the back end of those calls, I was paying attention. I was doing the work because it was workbooks. I mean, it was actual group. Mm -hmm. It was group coaching and it was before group, everybody else was doing it. So, um, but I did take a lot away from that and the strength to understand that who you are and whose you are, and you need to walk in that authority. So, um, and she always has these, she is amazing. Uh, for some great one-liners <laughs> and so she's just like don't flinch and you know so when the devil comes at you you don't flinch mm-hmm. you just you know keep it moving and so that allowed me to get through some very very tough times um because I was building my faith much my, my, my faith muscle because faith is like a muscle Absolutely. I've heard this so many times but it's like the more you utilize it the stronger it becomes mm-hmm. and so that's why I really started you know between that and you know the, the ministry that I serve at here in Indianapolis, uh, between those two, that gave me a super solid foundation um, and lots of growth, lots of spiritual growth since I've been here in Indianapolis. Um, so D. Marshall, Dr. D. Marshall would be the first one. Um, my second would be uh, Suzanne Hart, uh, and she is a uh, mindset mastery coach. Oh, that um, sounds and inter- she, interesting. A mindset oh, yeah, she, mastery coach. Mastery coach, yes. So what she does is she gets your mind mm-hmm. right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I came in contact with um, with her through the organization Women of Audacious Faith, which is an organization of Christian women 
entrepreneurs. We're all business owners and the organization is to build your faith and your business, grow your business. And uh, so I'm actually the program manager for that organization. Suzanne is one of our covenant sisters. Um, we have covenant partners and that there's 12 of us. And what we do is we're the backbone of, of the content to help the, um, the founder of the organization. And she's the third person to help her execute the vision that God gave her. Uh, Suzanne is a mindset mastery coach. She, um, you know, started her life in social work and was just going, doing mother, three boys, um, and then just was really trying to do too much. And the doctor was like, you're well, but you're not, you're healthy, but you're not Mm. well. And basically she was, you know, upside down in her Mm -hmm. life, just everywhere and just running her body ragged. And she could not continue to go that route. So she made some severe shifts and changes, um, got into direct sales, uh, was working with a company called Isogenics mm-hmm. that um, helped her through her applying her effort and ended up being one of, the, one of their top people um, ever. <laughs> um, so uh, a lot of people like to say she, she was actually the first female um, millionaire generated from Isogenics. But um, she is my account. She's my accountability coach from a wellness standpoint because um, her platform is like fit, fab and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And the uh, retreat, the wellness mm-hmm. retreat that I was on in Panama, that was her. Okay. So I just got back with that from actually a month ago. Mm. Today. Uh, Don't you wish you were back so, there now? <laughs> uh, sure do. <laughs> um, if nothing else, just for the avoid the snow that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, so she's been really, really helpful and uh, uh, helping me, one, from a wellness standpoint to readjust and understanding that I can't just, um, you know, ignore the data, so to speak, of the things that are going on in my life from a health perspective, because um, I am diabetic mm-hmm. and um, I do have high blood pressure, and but I still want to go get some ice cream because yeah, yeah. that's just... Yeah, and so so she she has helped me to kind of shift uh, that, and that actually that retreat. I came back from that retreat, and <laughs> I was just like, notice stuff. And my friends are looking at me like, you never say no. I'm like, sorry, my mind. I just couldn't. I was so proud. Yeah, yeah. We we had a uh, we actually had a leadership meeting at church, and we're in the middle of a fast right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so after the fast, we had a leadership meeting the um, couple weeks ago. And so after six o'clock, everybody's eating because, you know, it's a six to six fast. And I was just like, okay, well, I I can't do six to six because I'm diabetic Mm -hmm. and I can't go 12 hours without Mm -hmm. eating. So I just do no meat, no sweets, no caffeine. Mm -hmm. And you know me, I'm a Starbucks chick. And so I still go to Starbucks, but I get the lemonade. You know, I get like the something that's, you know, Mm non-caffeinated. So, so, so. I get there and then all I see is all this pizza <laughs> and that's it. Normally there's a salad yes, yes, and it's pizza yes, and like chips yes. and stuff. And I was just like, I can't eat any of this. Yeah. So I, I got two bottles of water mm-hmm. and, and I love pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love pizza. Um, and I'm like, I could have had, according to the war, the, the rules I set up for the fast, I could have had a cheese. I could have cheese pizza mm-hmm. or a veggie pizza, mm-hmm. but all those carbs. Yeah. 
after yeah. and, I, and I'm like I just got back I'm <laughs> slimming down I'm down some weight and you know, I'm trying to get to something because I've got some filming to do next month I'm like ah oh, no so I was like ah uh. and so I and then we had some like little package of nut like a trail mix snack on the table mm-hmm. so I ate that and that had M&M's in it and I took the M&M's out mm-hmm. and didn't eat those <laughs> I got home and I was like high-fiving myself <laughs> all the way home like look at me because there was a shift yeah. and I think sometimes when you're really yeah. dealing with something and you know you need to make a change you have to it starts in your mind so that's where your thought process is mm-hmm. so anyway so that's Suzanne and um, all the wonderful yumminess she's brought to my mm-hmm. life and then the final person is Lethia Owens and um, she is a branding and market, market domination strategist. And she is the founder of the Women of, of Audacious Faith. And she is, she's my coach, my personal coach with regard to my business, but has become like a sister. And uh, met her about two and a half years ago, almost three years ago now. And heard her on a, a, a radio show. And she spoke, we do these very similar things with regard to our mm-hmm. businesses. Um, pretty much the same thing. And, but she spoke about how you have a divine client. Hmm. So no matter, there can be 50 people out here doing what you hmm. do, but the people that are supposed to work with you are the people that are supposed to work with yes. you. Yes. And those are the divine clients and they're going to find you one way or another. And when she said that, I was like, this is somebody who is like-minded from a spiritual standpoint. I'm like, okay, I can mm-hmm. talk to her. And so when we talked, it, the timing wasn't right. Um, she had actually had a program that she was working on that she presented, of course. And I was just like, that's a little bit on my, you know, my bank account ain't quite up, caught up mm-hmm. with that yet. But we, we go, I'm going to work on that in the next year and get there. And then we went a year and then she was on something else. And it was a... Uh, it was more of a group coaching. It was actually a business academy. I was like, mm-hmm. I can do that. So I joined the business academy. We had a one-on-one call. And then like a week later, she's like, I need you as a covenant partner because I'm doing something bigger. And will you be my program manager? Because you've got the back end of doing all mm-hmm. this other stuff. I said, great. And all the things that I wanted to, for, to her to help me with, I'm a branding and all that. Now, because I'm serving, I get all that for free. That is awesome. And so God has just continued. He's just opened doors. But there, like I said, there's 12. This, uh, the organization is amazing, just amazing. But what is so wonderful about it is that we have uh, representation from 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds in the organization. Mm-hmm. We have women from four different countries. We have... <laughs> So it's like Rainbow Coalition. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. But everybody, first and foremost, is a woman of God. And so it's a really, I've never been in a circle this tight where we went there for our first retreat, December 2018. And I fell in love with 10, at that point, mm-hmm. we had 10 of us, with 10 women overnight, mm-hmm. over a weekend. And we were all piled in at her house, laying all over the floors and behind the beds <laughs> and everybody. And it was just, and it was just in one weekend these women became my sisters. And I think that's honestly what God really wants us to be yeah, like. Absolutely. And so as a, we, yeah, he wants us. And so it's just really, and you know how women can be very yes, catty. Yeah, absolutely. I have never seen that with this group. I've never seen and that. And that's one, that's one thing that I think a lot of women shy from. And um, I talked about this um, with Cindy 
it on her podcast that she recorded is that we as women can be catty and we can bring each other down and we don't even need a man to do that. We can just talk bad about each other and the mission will be accomplished instead of lifting people up and helping us helping each other with their with businesses and right. entrepreneurship and and going to a higher level. We're doing everything against that. And it sounds like you have a a circle and you have a tribe that is helping you get your goals accomplished. Yes. Yes, and I mean, and they're there, and you'll call them, be like, "Hey, I can can we schedule some time?" And ten minutes later, they're mm-hmm. calling you. And these are women that are running their own mm-hmm. empires, and it's just so great. And so, um, I'm 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 thoroughly enjoying the process, okay. just thoroughly enjoying it and having fun and um, growing my business. And in the meantime, bringing my son in so he can. <laughs> you know, ultimately take over. Absolutely. It's it's so. great to build a legacy. And I think a lot of us are looking at that now. Even if we don't have children, we are looking to still build some type of legacy for the for the generation that comes after us and after us and after us. Absolutely. So I picked out three words and um we're gonna go through each of them. Um, the three words are Lord, Jesus, and faith. So when I say Lord, okay. um, just blurt out something that that comes to mind. Father. Jesus. Disciple. Faith. My rock. So you said Father. Leader. What was what was Jesus disciple? Disciple, and mm-hmm. I'm writing this down. You said father and rock. Disciple and rock. So when it comes to you and your faith and um, being a woman, how does Jesus be Jesus being a disciple, the Lord being your father, and faith? as your rock, how does that all tie in to your journey? It is the only way I'm able to make the journey because I didn't, if I didn't have a father in heaven who loved me and loves me enough to open opportunities for me, place the right people around me, kick down doors when it's necessary Mm. And he, he kicks down some doors and bless me more than I could ever, ever, yeah. ever deserve. So that's what mm-hmm. he does. When I look at Jesus, the best way I can love God back is to be the best disciple that I can be while I'm on mm-hmm. this earth. And to walk mm-hmm. his walk and mm-hmm. talk his talk. Um, so when I come in contact with people, they're, you're not really around me too long without knowing that, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. is the head of my life, period. You're not. Um, as far as my faith, that is, it has grown, like we just talked mm-hmm. about the faith monthly, it has grown exponentially the last 11 years. But I've always, I was, I was raised, my grandfather's uncle, or he would have been my great, great uncle. So it was my grandfather's uncle 
founded the church mm-hmm. I was baptized mm-hmm. at. So I was, it wasn't, if you're going, it's, you know, yeah, it, it wasn't an option. Yeah. You was going to church. And so I grew up in church. Um, there was a short amount of time after I left Illinois and moved to North Carolina for about, or it was right after I got married for about four years that I wasn't in church on a regular basis. I was active in an organization that did a lot of church activities, but I was mm-hmm. not a member. And then um, had some tragedy hit. And, you know, my husband at that time said, I think you need, because he could see I was having some challenge. He goes, and he was actually, he was in the military and he was stationed overseas at the time. He goes, I think you need to find mm-hmm. a church home. And so that's when I got in. Then I spent seven years, eight years there. I moved here and found a church mm-hmm. home immediately. So my, my faith is what has gotten me through. Cause I think I don't, I don't sometimes I, I see people and they don't have faith or they don't believe. And I'm just wow. like, yeah. how do you get yeah. through? Yeah. <laughs> like, cause I know I just yeah. lean on that. It has never yeah. failed me. And I'm like, so what do you, you know, and they just think they're making it mm-hmm. through on their own power. I'm like, God's even got you. Even you don't realize Absolutely. it. But Absolutely. So let's talk about passion. So, so what is okay. your passion? I heard that I heard us talk about um, your media company and I hear that, you know, you're this creative person and you're, you're branding. Is this your true passion? Is this something that you, that you're, it, this it is, is your ride or die. This is it. Yeah, it is. And it has become that. And what's funny is that, if anybody who knows me, especially if you knew me when I was in radio, I am extremely mm-hmm. right brain. I am super analytical. That's what I brought to the table from an event mm-hmm. management standpoint. Um, and what's funny is uh, once I started and, and got into the social media aspect and then actually got into, you know, serving a church here and started working on the graphic side the creativity started coming and then I started learning and then taking tutorials and classes to learn more about how to do it. And then, you know, when you look up and it's three o'clock and you got to be out the door at six 30 in the morning and you're designing something cause you, the ideas mm-hmm. keep flowing and you can't stop. It's like, Oh my gosh. Um, and that is the one thing that I absolutely love to do is just sit and design and create. And, um, Still love the more actual marketing mm-hmm. part of it, but I I could design all day, and have like just said like tomorrow I do have one appointment, but tomorrow I'm going to start because Fridays I've designated as my off day. That's one of the things mm-hmm. I take away from the trip um, is to have the one day yeah. where you do not work. And I had to do a little bit of work because we had some marketing things to handle at church um, with regard to this um, yeah. virus. Um, so we had to get some information out and I kind of, I handle mm-hmm. a lot of that right now at the church. So I had to get that out, but the rest of the day has just been chilling, having conversations. Typically I would have like had lunch with a friend, but I got a yeah. child home. So <laughs> <laughs> for three weeks, Lord, yeah. that's why I need yeah. the help anyway. So, um, so, but, but the passion I could design, I just, I enjoy the creative part because I always used to say, I can't draw stick people. Mm. That I will, I still can't. But I used to tell people, oh, I'm not the creative one. I'm not the creative one. And one thing I, you know, I learned in going through um, when I was partnered with Girlfriends Pray is that whatever you're speaking out your that's mouth, if you're thinking ha- it, then yes. you've put it out in the oven and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So I stopped saying that. 
And so I stopped saying that. And what happened is the more and more I started working, the more and more ideas just kept coming. And then I'd look at resources and like, and just, you would get a download. And I tell clients now when I'm working with them, you know, they're saying, you just come up with something. And if I get a download, you better <laughs> use that. Cause that, that came from, you know, right, that, that, that didn't from come the, from me. From Jesus uh, so <laughs> yeah, that came from, yeah. you know, up above, you mm-hmm. bet you better recognize. So, but I would say that is, that is the one thing I enjoy. Now the challenges is that, as mm-hmm. my company grows, I will have to delegate that because right, I can't right. do it all. But yeah. I'm gonna find a way, some way, shape, or form, or find one or two clients that I'm just gonna keep mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, but also as I continue to grow my business, there are other businesses that I want to open, and um, I do have a business partner, and we're getting ready to work on a project that um that will be kind mm-hmm. of our project and so that's something I'll be doing all the work on that so that'll keep us you know that'll keep my hand in it and it's not just the graphic design it's the web design too I just thoroughly enjoy that what does women's history month mean to you I think it should be women's history year every year but because I think the (laughs) contribution the contributions that we make have made from a history standpoint but just Mm -hmm. on a daily basis are you know, it's kind of like Black yes. History Month. You get yes. one month and it's 20 yes. days. You're like, that's not enough. You know, even if you posted everything, yes. something once a day, I honestly think that there's probably a calendar out yes. there. That's an yes. idea. There you go. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> See, they just download. come. <laughs> the download. So I was like, so, you know, so I'm going to stop right there and not even watch that out anymore. So, but I, th- I think that there, I think that, I mean, it's, it's great that they take the time you know, and they've designated March as that month. But I really think the contributions that women make, and it's not even the women, the women who have invented something and gone mm-hmm. on and they've patented it and have made millions and every, it's a household, something that everybody uses. It's the contributions yeah. of the mother that's yeah. making sure that her kids have, you know, solid meals and are getting a good education and have a food because mm-hmm. she's doing it by herself. So I think women need to be recognized because we are Absolutely. a force to be reckoned with. And we're, we're strong. So. We, we endure a lot. Um, Very. 30, 31 Ooh. days of the Child. month. And we <laughs> still get it done. Right. You know, we still get it done. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of times we do it to a, yes. at a detriment yeah. to ourselves. And that's the one thing I'm learning from a wellness standpoint. That's why, you know, well, some other day you don't have to talk about me and being stuck mm. on a zip line in the middle of the jungle oh, wow. for two and a half hours on a six wow. by six platform. But the lessons mm-hmm. I took away from that where you have to stop. And so that's mm-hmm. why Fridays I don't work on Fridays. Well, that'll make you stop. Walking. And so it's, mm-hmm. it did. And it didn't. That's why I took yeah. away from I'm like, okay, yeah, I had no choice. And so it's one of those things if you don't stop your, and you see posts all the time, you Absolutely. don't stop your body will stop for you and 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 it's again going back mm-hmm. to ignoring the data this is the stuff you've been given i'm the one that this week alone i had two nights where i had mm-hmm. less than four hours of sleep which is a no-no for yeah a person in general but not a person mm-hmm. even worse with the person who's diabetic and so that's another reason why today yeah. I'm and you have to take care easy. of yourself because if so. you don't take care of yourself 
You do. You're not going to do what God. You're not going to be able to do what God has called you to do, and it's just going to be a hot mess. After exactly. That. Exactly, and and that's the funny thing is that um, that was one of the things we talked about on the retreat that I was on. It's like you have this data, you know it, you know where God tells you He's supposed to be taking you. You keep doing what you're doing yeah. now. You're not going to get there. And how selfish of me to not take care of myself. So I can actually Mm -hmm. do what God has Mm -hmm. called me to do. And when she put it that way, I was like, oh. (laughs) I mean, it was, was, you know, because, I mean, you know, we just. We just keep going and going and going. So it was a a wake up call. We we go and sometimes. And the thing is, if we aren't our best selves, we the the thing that she said, um, she wrote like a little note to everybody. when We got there and gave us a little gift bag. And the wording was. Uh, I hope you learn to mm. pour from your overflow. Because if if you know me, I'm going to do give, I'm going to serve, I'm going to do sometimes at a detriment to myself and a depletion to myself. And uh, this team that I serve with uh, saw it firsthand in October. Mm. I chaired the conference and then we went straight into a retreat where I was helping kind of coordinate some of that. And by the second day of the retreat, mm-hmm. I could barely move because my back yeah. was like, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> and so they saw me moving slow. And so when we got done, because we were all staying in one place, we got done that night. One of my sisters mm-hmm. came and stretched me out. And then the other one gave me mm-hmm. a massage. Yeah. And they're like, this is what love looks like. Yeah. And it was just so special. But it's like, if you don't Absolutely. stop, your body will stop for you. But I've learned I can't I can't be so selfish in doing what I think I want to do that I don't take care of myself because what God has me to do is so much bigger and the impact is going to be mm-hmm. so much greater than just little old me that I need to get my act together. So that's what I've been doing mm-hmm. the last since I got back from the retreat. It's just been a consistent making sure I take care of the physical body so I can do Amen. what he's I'm called me to that, do. I'm glad that you heard that. And that you, you're taking heed to that. <laughs> yeah, loud and clear. Yeah. When you get stuck for two and a half hours, 175 feet up in the air, you we, I would just, have to okay. be creative and mm. think of a podcast about that um, and get some ladies together and have a conversation Less- because I'm sure that there are some lessons. Yeah. Um, it, it, and there will be a book oh, coming listen, called Lessons listen, from the Tree let, let me get on your agenda to yep. podcast yep. that out, okay? Lessons <laughs> from the Tree That sounds like a wonderful yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. And w- what was funny is, is just, you know, I'm working on actually three books. So, um, and that's the actually the third one. The second one will support one of the programs that I'm doing with my organization for ministry for ministries um, and helping them just rebrand mm-hmm. and reconnect with millennials so they don't just get lost and stagnant mm-hmm. and because so many churches are closing and you know there are a lot of churches that they don't make a change yeah. now in two generations yeah. they're done because yeah. they're not bringing the youth into the church so I've got a program that's going to address that um, in the book and then I've got another th- another book that's just going to be more of a you know more of a faith-based book but mm-hmm. just you know about not stopping and not quitting um, and so, uh, but that other one, all my books are seven <laughs> chapters, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite number. And then it's just, this one fell out and everybody, mm. there was seven of us on the platform 
there were eight. There were, actually, there were eight of us on the platform. Mm-hmm. But one guy never hardly said anything. He was one of the guys. So <laughs> I was just like, oh, you didn't say nothing. So. But I, I think you know, <laughs> you're not going to make it in the book. probably a lesson mm-hmm. in that eighth person. You just have, it hasn't downloaded yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, well, then we had an we had another person that mm-hmm. was a guy that came and rescued us, so he's definitely in there. But it's just each chapter, I was just like, each person had something that they something took place on that treetop that they contributed that was a learning lesson, and so that's what the book is going to be about those things. But the thing I took away from it, the whole thing is that yeah. sometimes you just have to stop. And I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I could stuck. only imagine. So, and I and this is what's weird. The whole time, mm. I was not hungry. I was not thirsty, and there was no bio breaks mm-hmm. needed. And what, is, what does Jeremiah Jeremiah twenty nine eleven say? <laughs> yes. Plan to prosper yes. you, not to harm you. <laughs> give you hope and a future so I was like okay but what's funny mm. is I'm diabetic mm. and my blood sugar should have mm. dropped and it didn't he, he kept you so he kept me up there because we missed lunch <laughs> we, we went and we went and we did a we did a um a one o'clock and we were supposed to be done by 2 30 and we were going to do lunch at three Wow. And we ate dinner at six. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to yeah. reading that so whole it was... seven chapters. Yeah, so Amazing. it was. A, it was an exciting time. So but, one last thing I want to yeah. do before um, before we conclude is I want you to just tell if if there was a woman uh, that was sitting right in front of you right now. And you were listening to this podcast together and you wanted to whisper something in her ear. What would you tell her? And then after that, or before that, before you, you whisper to her, I want you to shout out your email addresses just in case uh, someone is listening to you and need, need your services, any merchandise, any websites, any Instagram accounts that you would like new followers. Okay, great. Um, let's see. Email address is Dawn D A W N at and now my my email address is different. So it's the number two, the number nine, the word eleven media dot net. So it's the Dawn at two nine the word eleven media dot net. So that's my email address. That's also my web address, which is two nine eleven number two, number nine, the word 11, media.net. That's my uh, website. And then Instagram is Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> um, so I'm across all social media at, <laughs> at number two, the number nine, the word 11, media. So it's 2911 media across awesome. the board. Now whisper to that young lady that is sitting next to you that's listening to the podcast and tell her what you want tell her what you would like her to know. You are capable of far more than what you think you are. That is awesome. You are capable far more than you think you are. I want to write that down. You are capable more 
than you think you are. That is awesome. Ms. Zahn, I appreciate your time today, this evening. And thank you for taking your Friday off oh, thank you. to record with us at Roxanne's <laughs> Corner. <laughs> and now no I problem. time back. No problem. I... <laughs> oh, well, well, I appreciate so much the invitation. Um, and it, it means a lot to me. Um, I know you're doing a great thing. And so to be included in them, well, thank really, you. I feel very honored. To my listeners, um, if thank you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at Roxanne's Corner. That's R-O-X-A-N-N-E-S-K-O-R-N-E-R at gmail.com. And it's Roxanne's Corner on all social media, Facebook, um, Instagram. I'm not on Twitter, um, so don't tweet me. <laughs> but you, you're more than welcome to email me or find me on on um, Instagram or on Facebook. I appreciate you listening uh, today and we will talk soon. See you later.